Welcome back to the Etceteras. As always, I'm your host, Eddie Gonzalez. We're joined by, uh, I want to say, like, the foremost ambassador of the Ugg Sliver in the world, Kevin Durant. You started in the you feel like? Yeah, I seen the comments. A couple people like my Uggs, so yeah, they bring them back. What up, brother? I want to say the first person I see with him, I'm sure there's other people, but I was, and you you hyped him to me. Wow, comfortable, he needs some. Hey, Hey, Ugg, man. Sponsor the show. <laughs> I do. Send me a few boxes, please. <laughs> the whole fam. Uh, the other shoe, I want to say, I would say the second biggest ambassador. The uh, the Travis Scott one. The low top, I'd say, too. So I like it. Uh, is it coming out another pair? You've seen these, the olive ones? Yeah. You ready I need, for that? Of course. Come Playoff on. shoe for you? You got them already? Don't lie. Every day shoe, man. Every game shoe. It's, Were it's they coming a, out soon? August 26th. Oh, yeah. Perfect timing. What what is it about that one? Because you definitely like put on for his joints. Each color. You've you've done the whole gamut too. You've been wearing these every day. Yeah, the lows just work now. I can't wear high top shoes no more, dog. Mm-hmm. Like I got I can't I gotta wear low tops now. So and them joints just easily slide on, slide off. They come in my size. You know, a lot of lows don't come in my size at the seventeen, so I can get them Travis's. I think I told this story before, uh you, you you put out a brand new pair of the OG the the black the mocha I believe they're called yeah I'm like yo what did you have to find them and you're like nah they just sent me like four of them no yeah, big deal yeah I mean I gotta I gotta get a multiple pair of the Travis's because I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear out my first pair easily yeah but they look good worn too yeah oh, they do the rare they shoe do. that looks really good worn they do check I want to talk about your shoe too I seen something boardroom posted fifth most worn shoe. In the NBA, I feel like I see it everywhere. I go to gyms, I see it. I wear them. I wear yeah. them to the, the regular gym when I lift and when I run. Um, what is it you think about this shoe that's like really caught on and, and you've seemed to have all kind of flavors with them joints too? Like I said, people loving lows. I think people like to be in low top shoes now, especially hooping them. I feel like this is my 15 one, so they've been following my line for a minute now, so. Um, they trust when I switch up in in in, in uh, the height of the shoe. So yeah, it just felt right, man. I like seeing people hoop in them too, man. I've been, you know, I try to every college game I look at them, looking, scanning the shoes, seeing who got what on. Every game I watch, actually. So yeah, it's pretty dope seeing at least one or two guys on the court with my joints on, whether it's some some retros or the new ones. Do you get the Kobe thing where it's like, oh, I got you, you're in my shit, you're a fan, or you're just like, nah, yeah, come on. <laughs> Kobe ran DeMar like out of his coach. Yeah, like an edge over my opponent <laughs> for wearing my shoes. Like, I think uh, Jaden McDaniels wore some KD7s, and uh, it was good to see him on the court, but I didn't think I had an advantage over him. When they pull out those joints, first off, I'm always scared they're going to tear. They're over the 10 years old. Just any pairs, like any retro pairs. The sevens in particular are the ones when I, I see those. Um, I don't really have that many. Like, I have some emotions when I see somebody in some threes or some fours or some. I didn't play in the sevens. I got injured that yeah. year, so I didn't really get to put it on court like that. But it's still a good looking shoe. The threes, obviously retro. Um, Alabama was wearing a bunch of teams. The tournament were wearing them. That's dope to see too. Like now you can run your joints back. Yeah. And that's the part of the business I always wanted to build was the retro business. You know that that lasts forever. So. Just knowing that was our first one. Uh, well, second one, we had a pack we did, the KD4s, like three or four years ago. But this was our first drop. And to see him high school, college, league, it was, it was cool. 
So the million dollar question is, are the 16s coming in the playoffs? You debuted the 15s last year in the playoffs. Is that what's going on? Is it a secret? Um, that's been a trend, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know yet. Everything's been pushed back with COVID and just shipping and all of that stuff. So uh, I really don't know exactly when they're coming out. I usually know, like, they'll send me some samples and I'll hoop in them. And then if they feel good, then I'll go. But I don't even know when that is. Last year, by this time, we had seen you practicing in the triple black joints so mm-hmm. we, we kind of had an inkling this year have not as of yet and i can't wait to see them i haven't seen them who knows and uh I'm, I'm i'm excited but i also like yo i'm probably gonna be wearing 15s for a while i have a couple good pairs like as i wear them to the gym when the 16s drop you're gonna want some of those <laughs> tell him i'm a, I'll, I'll shoot a text for sure i'll shoot a <laughs> text you shout out to the boardroom though because we did the three-on-three tournament how'd that uh, go it was really fun I, I stunk it up, but it was really fun. Who won? Uh, who who? Damn. Overtime brought like pros. They brought like Real overseas thrilled, guys. Yeah. And so, they had came so loaded that they had to then make two brackets. Like here's mm. a bracket of like a regular human who's gonna play <laughs> basketball, and here's the bracket of the guys who are it's gonna. Good cardio though. Good cardio. It's always cardio for me. Great cardio. But I would say all that to say, I just got the text today from Jose. Like, yo, we're gonna send your joints out. Everybody who played gets a pair. I'm like, mm. oh. Hell yeah. So I'm excited to see what the what color I get. But yeah, man, I mean, the, in, the impact of that shoe, it's clearly, you can see it on the court. And yeah. it's dope to see. It's Yeah, we did our job with that, man. I'm glad, I'm glad we, we had a good year with that shoe. I'm still waiting for my pair of the off-white joints. Probably won't get them, brother. I'm probably not going to get probably them. Not. It's probably. cool. It's cool. I'm you got some shot. new ones coming, though, from the three-on-three tournament. Yeah. <laughs> excited for those. <laughs> Yo, all right, man. I see. I see how it is. Uh. But yeah, I want to talk. This is a combo we've had. This combo has now been public, but I still want to get your you on the record about it because I think it's really important. Loki from You Heard the New, he had this thing where he says Fifty could beat Fifty Cent could beat Lil Wayne in a versus, and it went viral and it became a thing. And me and you agree with them though, right? Like we, we agreed because <laughs> a lot of people said that Wayne would just wash Fifty. Yeah, we definitely disagree on that. Yes. I wouldn't say 50 is just going to flat out wash Wayne. I won't say that out of respect for Wayne. But it's, it, it's not going to be a clear-cut win for, for, for Wayne against 50 Cent in these records that he has from, was it 02 to, let's say, 07, yeah. 08. And I know Wayne went on an insane run after that, but that five or six years period for G-Unit and 50 was incredible. It's like one of the best runs of all time in hip-hop. So, me and you aren't the same age, but we're close enough to where we experienced that yeah. pretty much the same way. That G-Unit shit, when it came, it started with Wankster, like, on a large level. I wasn't in New York, so I don't him the mixtape, so I apologize. But when Wankster hit, and then it went from there, and then it was in the club, and then it was, it was P-I-M-P, it was all the joints. And then, then they did the, the G-Unit tape, and then mm. they had the joint with Joe. They yep, yeah. It was, like... Unstoppable. It, yeah, it was a it was a movement that yeah you couldn't get in the way of. I think everybody sat back and watched Fifty do his thing for that time period and fit in around that. And the way Fifty has transitioned from being an uh, a artist to what he's doing now, a lot of people may forget yeah. <laughs> about that run that he went on. And they a lot of people also think that it's only Get Rich or Die Trying. It's not at all. And his catalog is way deeper than that with hits. 
when we start sending the massacre songs to each other, we're like, yo. <laughs> I sent, because a couple of them, my group chest, and I mean, a couple of the guys, we was talking about that, and it's just clear cut. Everybody, Wayne, 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 easily. And then I just start sending songs. They're like, damn. Yeah, those joints is. <laughs> I remember them. Like, because yeah. every song I was playing, it, it was a, a moment in time for 50. Like, all of those records were huge. I'm like, damn, he really has a, a nice yeah. catalog in the verses to go against anybody. The, the thing for me, and this is almost a different conversation. We're, we're almost not even saying who could play the best 20 songs. But, like, the heights 50 reached, it's, like, it's hard to understand. And Wayne also reached incredible heights. And again, we're almost the same age, so we experienced Wayne a lot of the same ways. Like, now we're adults, yeah. and this is the guy we've been watching since we were 10, mm-hmm. and he's killing it. And, and don't get me wrong, like, Wayne is a monster. In a versus, he's a monster, all that. But yeah, I, it was just dope that day, in those couple days, we had this conversation to give 50 his flowers, yeah. because he got a lot of shit. And he's still he a got monster. a lot of shit. A lot of shit, and he's, he's, he's had a... 20-year run based yep. off of what he created back then. And it has so many avenues that he built off of that run. That's in turn, in turn, and it has so many pivots in his career. Like, 50 is, he's one of the greatest. Yeah, and I don't want to disregard Wayne either. We're both huge fans of Wayne. Like, you obviously have a relationship with Wayne, you know. And so, and I know for you, coming in the league right around that time, like, that shit had to be crazy, too, on top of that. Wayne so was it. Yeah, um... But I just think 50 has a shot. I think that's, that's what, what I feel too. too. I think he has a shot. Nobody was giving him a shot when he first. Uh, who the one that came up with that? Did DJ Envy say that first? I think it was. Or Low said that. I think Low Key started. Low that Key might have started. But he's like all OD New York bias too, so he 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 put tens on it. Yeah, but, but it went from there. When he said those two, because I didn't think about those two battling ever. Yeah. Um, when he said those two names, I kind of looked up like mm, that might be a good good battle right there, but. Um, and it made me go back and play a lot of those 50 records, and he had a point. That's the dope thing about these conversations, right? And that was a fun day to just – Yeah. I'm spinning 50 for a day. All day. I haven't spun 50 for a All long time. All day we spun 50. And then I'm spinning Wayne, and then I'm like, yep. I get it. Adding and, shit to the playlist that I forgot about in Wayne and 50 catalog. So it does something good for – So here's the tricky thing, though. You put Wayne in a versus, he can just do the mixtape joints. He can do upgrade you. Like, he can do show me what you got. Where those like, his best joints? That's that's what you're asking because a lot of people are saying, what do you do when Wayne plays this? And it's knuck a few buck. And it's like, I, is he playing that? Like, I don't know that he's going to play that. I've seen Wayne in concert 20 times. He's never done that. All mixtape records of him rapping over other people's shit and it still hit. But will it really hit in a versus? Compared to original songs. This is my thing about those two, and I actually hope they do it. It's garnered so much conversation that I actually hope they do it. It would be, like, an amazing night. Like, it'd be a, man. Every once in a while, 50 does, like, he does, like, this, con- he does, like, a concert in Africa for, like, 40,000 people. And it's, you, you just get a reminder of just how many hits. Hits. All, somebody both like of those has. guys got. And Wayne does that, too. Every mm-hmm. year when he does Rolling Loud, he picks the city and does Rolling Loud, and it's like, he just does the hits for an hour. And it's like, Jesus, he has he a lot of so songs. much shit. A and then out of nowhere, he just does a little bit of bling bling. And then he does a little bit of this. And then he's doing like Loyal with Chris Brown. And it's like, where are all these? Yeah, he got from? a lot of records, man. So, and I, I think that'll be a battle, though. I hope they do it. I hope. I doubt they would. It, it, I mean, are they too important? Like they're yeah, too famous it, it, to do something? They can't get, what are they getting out of this? When is a festival every year? Like, like, but that's not, he's going to have that regardless. Like, 
I don't see I don't see how it helps either one of them in any way. It's just good conversation to have. Good to go down memory lane and, and, and dive into the catalogs of both of them, but it don't make sense for them to get on a stage and battle out records. It makes sense to me because I want to see it, selfishly. So. <laughs> it does make sense. I mean, just for out of just wanting to see it, yeah, it makes for sense. For them to spend a day or they'd probably spend weeks preparing for this too. It wouldn't make sense for them. But it sounds cool. It sounds fun, yeah. We live in the world where we saw Drake and Kanye share stage, so and we can still battle and just send each other songs, and we're gonna just always do that debate that way. It, it it brings me to another thing: all roads lead to Drake on this Every show. Every time but... we pick up a mic, <laughs> <laughs> he wore a Fifty Cent shirt the other day. People made a lot of fuss about that, but I love that Drake is just like appreciative of the people he grew up on. Like, why can't Drake be a fan too? Yeah, why can't he buy Pharrell's chains and? The clips, mics, and so the word is he's coming back. Yeah, you don't. You didn't send me this song, so I'm guessing you don't have it. I don't. The tour, final stop of the tour is here in, in Arizona. Arizona. It's 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 time. It's time for Drake. In Glendale, it's gonna be a the last show. is gonna you know, end it off here, early September, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be a night. You think it's time for him to? I recently started listening to her loss again. Just. Whatever I had put, I had to put her loss down because I listened to it. I did too, and I brought it back. I'm like, man, it's still on religious levels. Do we need? It's time for Drake to come back. I feel like music's been wild slow. Damn, it's already time. I'm always ready for like <laughs> <laughs> that unreleased joint he played. It was fire. I'm ready to hear that. I, I gotta, t- I gotta check it again. I didn't even lock in on it. Nah, you're gonna hear it. And be it's, like, it's crazy. It's fire. It's this dope. Drake probably got so much unreleased that he probably never plans on putting out. That's probably one of them joints. Nah, I need to hear this song. I don't hear none of that shit. We need the album before the tour. Another Shazam. album? I need the solo Drake album. We can't have the solo Drake album. What kind of album, though? You know, it's take a lot for him to make an album, though. I don't know. You probably know better than me. I know tour is going to be crazy. We ain't, we ain't seen Drake on tour in a minute. You going to hit a few dates? Yeah, we saw the Apollo show, but that's like a very specific thing. Yeah, but that wasn't. But Drake in an arena, it's like a, apparently it's a stage that will rotate. They already sold tickets and oh, all that stuff. So. Yeah, I heard saying tickets is outrageous. It's going to be a movie. Um, are you able to get to festivals? Usually festival I've seasons been, during playoffs. Yeah, it's usually around springtime. I've been to Rolling Loud before. Yeah. A couple times. In the Bay, I've been one in, I've been in, in New York in the Bay. But um, I want to go to Coachella. I want to go to Lollapalooza. And, but festivals are a lot for a day, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because the artists you really, really want to see may have a 20-minute set, and then you're there all day, and it's crowded. Uh, like, Rolling Loud was a lot, but it was fun. Frank Ocean, who you're a fan of, is coming back for Coachella. Man, I wish I could go see that set. That was like, when we first met, that was like one of our first conversations. You were hurt, and you were like, I might go to Coachella. Didn't go, eventually, but yeah, it was a... Uh, that was cold. I don't know, it's... Your experience obviously be very different than a general admission ticket and just baking in the sun at Coachella with nowhere to use the bathroom. But <laughs> I think the festival thing is a little overrated, especially that one, because it's just so much. It's so long. There's so many mm-hmm. shows. I, yeah, Coachella is. I heard Coachella is cool because of the stuff that happens after the parties, the parties, and, everything, yeah. and the, the get-togethers and shit. But I've never been. But that's what I heard. Rolling Loud was just. That shit was in New York. It was just crowded. Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I need to stay in the house. But it was, I, seen a, that's, I seen Fabio form before he got big when he had just dropped one. I think he might have dropped one song. Yeah. 
first time I seen him. So I've seen a couple artists that I liked out there. So one more thing I want to talk to you about before we go, because we talked about this before. They're making a movie, or they've made a movie, about Michael Jordan signing his sneaker. Yeah, t- yeah. I want to see this movie really bad. Um, it's kind of crazy that that's his impact. Like, he's that monumental. We're not talking about the movie's not the North Carolina season. The movie's not, you know, the Piston series. It's not nothing. It's not the biopic. It's like this one thing. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show how impactful he was as a human being. Everything he touched is turning into gold. And to do that for the biggest company in the world, like, he had that impact on Nike coming out of college when nobody really had signature shoes, nobody really wasn't in it, basketball shoes like that. So, yeah, he he made it possible for, all, for, for me to have 16 shoes right now. So, yeah, I mean, what's it called, Air? The actors they got in there is a, is a huge deal, man. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. They, they I heard it was incredible, crew. too. Chris Tucker. Yep. Yep. Viola Davis is playing his mother. It's, yep. uh, I mean, we're f- almost 40 years into the Air Jordan line, which is insane to think about. And, I mean, in this room, one, two, three, four, five, five people of, of, of eight have Jordans on. You took a pair of Jordans off to put these on? Like, I don't think we're ever going to see that again. No, it's just perfect timing for him. Like, the boom of the signature athlete was kind of created by him. Um, somebody had a vision, man. They seen something. And MJ was the guy that they needed. And he turned everything into what it is today. And come on, man. Like you said, you can walk around any environment, anywhere on earth. At least somebody's going to have a pair of Jordans on. And that's, that's going to live on forever. Past when, when we all gone from here. It's kind of crazy. Like, the first one, the threes, the elevens, the you can see every mile. You still see them on the court. Mega stars are still signing to be part of that brand. Luka mm-hmm. Doncic, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson. It's just never going away. I think we're going to end up in a world where Michael Jordan is the sneaker guy for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. He probably is that now. And not the basketball guy. He probably is that now. And that's just testament to his impact. Like, that's insane. That How old is M now? 60? He recently turned 60, right? 60, like, that was the whole thing. yo. That's crazy. And he's still selling kicks. That, I mean, it's, not, it's hard to even t- put it into words what that means. You know, uh, would you say he is like, when it comes to be- being visible in the shoe game, he comp- just as big as Nike? Yes. He's I bigger think, than Adidas? I think Nike did a great job of making Jordan synonymous with Nike. Mm-hmm. But I think for a lot of people... It's just Jordan, I think it's, and then Nike also exists somewhere else. I, yeah, I think he separated himself from being affiliated yeah. with Nike. Although we know he still is Nike, but you know it's two separate entities and two separate buildings. I would love to see the sequel to Air to find out, you know, the, the two was the first Nike shoe without a swoosh, right? Mm. And then from the three, they go on from there, and then, and then it's... It, the old sneakerhead thing was like we wanted the old threes that had the swoops on the back and yeah. now they're back they all have them they just literally just put out the white smiths but i would love to have seen the conversations where they decided this brand is big enough now it's bigger than our mm. big brand it can be its own thing and i mean even to this day you get a signature is a prominent swoosh on that joint it has you to get be. a jordan signature is <laughs> a prominent jump man on that yeah. joint yeah 
but the Jumpman stand on its own and it's it's, it's iconic. On NBA jerseys like every, college football, college basketball, baseball, it's every college, NBA sports, overseas, it's everywhere. Uh, um, racing, horse riding, like, horse racing. It's like because the brand is synonymous with just like we're never gonna see class like and that. luxury is top of the line. We're never gonna see anything like that again. And and I understand that. Part of that is because it, it already exists now. Yeah. But I think LeBron is the greatest. I love everything he's done, and I think he's done a great job of being an ambassador of the game and then branding himself as well. And it just cannot reach to that. And it's, not, it's almost to no fault of his own, but we are talking 40 years. Jordan 1's in this room right now. Yeah. That shoe came out in 1984. Yeah, Jordan just shifted the shoe. He shifted how we thought about shoes anyway. Like, he was the first guy to do it, so yeah. it's hard to come out make that same impact right after he did it, you know. So we'll never get somebody like that again, but we'll have guys that's going to do well, like Bronze at 20, I'm at 16, uh, who else? PG at, what, five or six, Giannis at seven, eight, you know. So we're going to have guys that got a long franchises, but our franchise is not going to hit like that. We might have one or two shoes that may stick, but not what he had, 17, 18 of them that are like solidified classics. It's a fashion staple. It transcends basketball yeah. style. Yeah. It transcends streetwear. Yeah. It's like, you know, the old kind of template is like, yo, guys are wearing these suits. But it goes beyond that. Like, like there's like, people are wearing these with like designer mm-hmm. dresses. Like, like, they're just, it, it's incredible. I don't. And every designer wants to collab with Jordan at some yeah. point. Yeah. And we're, we're, we just can't see anything like no, that. They run the ones back every year and every year it matters. Every yeah. every year. He has just such iconic models in his collection that we'll, we'll never ever get. Like you said, they took the swoosh off. Once they did that, they made it specifically for Jordan. That's what made the allure of the shoe even bigger. Because it's like, we know for a fact this is the shoe that the greatest player in the league wears. And he won championships. And he, like the stories behind his shoes are just, they gonna always hit deeper than anybody else's. It's like, you know, Look, it shouldn't count for his basketball resume. It should, though. But it does. It should, like, it though. It just matters in the way you think of him. Because, like, if you see these 11s he got on, like, you can go back to him killing in those shoes. You start thinking about that shit. You start thinking about space and start thinking about dunks you've seen yeah, in that joint. Yeah. You see the red jersey with the black sleeve and the 11s yeah. clashing yeah. and just. But, there, but Nike also around that time. They did have some other signature athletes that had a couple moments yeah. too, like a Barkley, like a Penny. Penny has some. Penny has moments. Penny has, has iconic moments. shoes, just like Jordan, but not as not as many. Penny got about let's say four iconic models. Yeah, that have been going for the last thirty years as well, and probably will keep going after this, but not eighteen or let's not even say eighteen. Let's say fifteen for him. Yeah, you know it's it's hard to match that. It's crazy, man, but it's. As we talk about it like this, it makes sense there's a movie about this. Oh, come on. It makes sense. It has to be. I mean, he kickstarted the whole thing. Yeah. So, I mean, a billion dollar franchise, you know, and growing to this day. Multi billion dollar. So, it's, it's, it's. He's the model. If you want a signature shoe, you want to look at, you don't, I don't think you ever get to that point, but like just putting your, just aiming yourself in that direction a little bit can help. Wanting to be, you know, as far as his brand and how he approached being the signature athlete. Yeah. It's, uh, I can't wait to see this movie. I want to see it. Yeah. Bad. I want you to see Creed. 
I know you want to see, see Creed, Creed two. Um, I gotta see Creed John three, Wick. John Wick four, right? The the Creed thing is interesting because I love that Michael B. Jordan directed it. I love he opened up that avenue for himself, mm-hmm. and now he's a franchise guy. Like he's the world, yeah. his palm now. So yeah. it's dope to see that. I want to end this with like an open call. I know you've seen these videos, Cam and Mace. They have this show. Mm-hmm. What's the show called? Do you know what the show's called? It is what it is. It is what it is. It's perfect. I love that title. Me too. I want them to come on our show. I want them to come on our show, and I want to go on their show. So this is our open call. Cam, Mace, Killer, and uh, Murder. I love that they call themselves that still, yeah. 30 years later. I love that they, call, they, they wear suits, too. <laughs> I love everything about yeah. it. It's like, I like that they can do this. I'm shocked it's taking this long for Cam to dive into something like this, because he's such an entertaining personality. He stole Point Gods. Like he was the star, star of Point show. Gods. I'm surprised Mace knew that much about who. Well, these guys. But I heard they hooped. I heard Mace hoop. They were city champs. Way, but and then when it mattered, he's a New York point guard himself. Have you seen Cam play? I've seen a couple highlights. I didn't know Mace played though. I seen Cam play though. I I I like their. I think they know their stuff. Like we said, you grew up in a neighborhood. You knew had to know how to play basketball. Yeah, there's no way around it. You had to. And so, and you're in New York and you're a point guard. Yeah, like, like if you're in New York and you're outside, you don't know how to play ball, then go back home. So I want to end this show by open invite for those two guys. Uh, and, their, and their co-host as well, who leads them and does a great job. Come be on our show. I just want to talk to Cam and Mace about whatever. Like we can literally talk they about can, anything. Yeah. Come yeah. talk about the playoffs. Come talk about baseball, the Yankees, <laughs> the football's coming up, whatever. We'll figure out the logistics and He's in. He wants, he's like, he's. I am in. So let's do it. And uh, these clips, though, like. Are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing their thing. I talked to Cam the other day and I told him that we wanted to be on, too. Oh, so. We got to make it happen. He's been doing some dope gotta, stuff with yeah, Boardroom, man. Yeah, he's, man. He's, he's fam, man. That's family. I so, want to meet Cam. He's like. You haven't met Cam I don't want to meet everybody. I've, I've done, like, the, like, you know, we're in the same room. But I want, I want to talk to Cam. I don't always want to meet everybody, but he's so entertaining. No, he's he's a, and it's like that at, at all times. Yeah, so I would I would be him, but yeah, man, look, it was good getting back at this, and yep. um, I want to see those guys, and I want to see how the playoffs play out for you. And stay healthy, man. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Peace. That's it, us.